Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we explore tips, tools, strategies, books, and resources, the fun people out there that are doing this hard work of living and leading mindfully. And today I am bringing to you the author of an amazing book that just landed in my lap at the perfect time by author Sandra Johnson. Sandra, thanks for joining us on the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Always so thrilled to be here. Thank you. So you're coming at us live, practicing mindfulness from the streets of South Carolina. Do I yeah. have it right? <laughs> yes, a small town in South Carolina. Yeah, and that, that's part of, part of the fun of, of the show is really be mindful wherever you are. And often people say to me, oh, Holly, you can't be mindful in the busyness of my office. I can't be busy when I'm walking down the street. I can't be busy, you know, when my family's doing this and that and 7,000 other things. So I was really, really excited that you are actually practicing mindfulness. So I'm curious, how did you come to this mindful journey in your life? Well, um, it began years ago, and, and I guess it was really rooted in my um, practice of yoga, which I started practicing mm, probably about 25 some odd years ago. Um, and that just got me more interested in um, reading about mindful, mindfulness. So I've read books by John Kabat-Zinn and um, Pema Chodron and um, and, and that just kind of, um, led me on, on a path. Uh, the more I learned about it, the more I saw where it was really helping me. Um, and as I started integrating it into my practice as a clinical social worker, um, particularly when I was working at a psychiatric unit, um, at a, a correctional facility, I saw how even for uh, people with very severe um, uh, mental health issues that, that it really helped them um, help improve the quality of their life. And so I took the germ of that idea and expanded it into a book um, for anyone. Um, so whether it's so someone is just wanting to bring more peace and balance into their lives, or they want to complement it to um, clinical therapy that they may be receiving for depression, anxiety, or what have you, um, it's really for 
for anyone. Um, and and uh, studies have proven over and over again how this type of meditational journaling um, can, uh, I mean, as far as like physical um, conditions, it decreases high blood pressure, um, uh, it, it boosts the immune system, it decreases on the psychological side, it um, uh, decreases depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, and a host of other um, uh, mental health uh, uh, conditions. And, and so um, there are physical benefits, there are psychological benefits, there's just a, a large range of benefits of how this book, and people have already told me, even though the book has only been out for a few months, how it's really been helping them to achieve balance in their lives that they've been striving for, but never really had the right tool. Um, so this book is something that, that they can use anytime, anywhere. So Sandra, um, I, I love what you say in the intro of the book. You say, developing mindfulness offers a way out of the never ending cycle of misery. Sometimes as a, an author, it's really hard to put the sentence on page that, that, that captures it and you, and you kind of capture it in, in that moment. And I'm curious, um, most of, of the authors, they kind of, their books showed up as a result of their mindfulness practice. So this book is really quite cool. I know some of you are listening to this on audio and some of you are getting the video. I'm going to show a picture of it here for those of you who are getting it on the video. The book is a daily reader, but it's not like you have to go January, February, March. It gives you the opportunity to pick both the day you do it and then like the number of days practice. So much like uh, an, an AA person or someone in a recovery program might say, I'm on day 45, I'm on day 200. This book helps you kind of celebrate and count the days to your, your mindfulness recovery journey. I thought that was really, really cool. And then each day, much like our everyday mindfulness book, you get a quote, but you also get a, a journaling activity. So I'm curious, how did your quotes show up? Um, so the quotes that I, I selected, um, and I winnowed them down from literally thousands of, of quotes um, from books that I've read, everything from Patanjali's um, Yoga Sutra to um, memoirs by uh, just a, a range of people. Um, oh, uh, so Elizabeth Gilbert is someone who's, who's, uh, who I use quotes from a good bit. Um, and, and I think um, I just wanted to um, kind of pull out the ones that, that really spoke more to various aspects of mindfulness. Um, so I, lo I love this one. I want to I want to I want to know know this one because you mentioned that you you came out of the the social work industry and and this right. this is a deep one I think that many of us can learn from and the quote is there have been so many moments in my life when I felt small, disempowered and unworthy. So one of my favorite mantras is I am enough and this is I'm credited to Liz Arch and the 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 
the journaling for the day is um, an invitation to our consciousness to write our own mantra to assist with present day challenges. So I'm curious, do you have a story of an example of yourself or maybe somebody that you've worked with who's used this mantra, I am enough to transform those seeds of doubt in their mind into something higher and better? Um, not one particular person comes to mind, but I, I, I have used, um, mantras they have been very powerful for me um the one that that i use the most and that has been so effective for me is everything is going to be okay everything is going to be okay and just repeating that over and over and over again because mon the power of mantras and and that's a combination of two Sanskrit words that um, uh, mon meaning mind and tra meaning tool. So the word mantra means tool of the mind or for the mind. Um, and it's a way of kind of reprogramming our minds because we have a tendency to think very negatively. Um, you know, to, to blow things out of proportion, to, to just kind of focus on whatever is negative going on in their lives. And so uh, it's really easy to um, fall into the delusion of, oh, things are terrible and they're never going to get better and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, so... When, when I repeat to myself, everything is going to work out. Because when I look back over my life and I've seen situations where I thought, you know, were hopeless. And they did work out. Um, sometimes it was, it was something that I did. Sometimes it was a combination of, of my actions and another person's actions or just, just various uh, things. But things have a tendency of working out. You make um, me smile, Sandra. As we listen to the car go by, I'm saying to myself, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. Because <laughs> I mean, these are the examples of, I think, how everyday mindfulness can come through that, you know, while we love our books and our resources, these are seeds that plant our consciousness throughout the day. And sometimes I, I might start my day focused on, let's just say it's compassion, but then maybe later in that day, I need the opportunity to remember that a uh, phone call didn't come in or somebody missed a call. Like how can I be in that moment of practicing compassion? Here, here's another one, which is the foundation of my spiritual life is gratitude. Gratitude is my connection to the real, to the good vibration to the universe by Rolf Gates. But I like your question because your question here is what is the foundation of your spiritual life and why? So I'm curious, as somebody who's written, given us a whole bunch of these, <laughs> what is the foundation of your spiritual life and why? Um, I'm a Christian. And so I try to integrate regular reading of scripture um, uh, as well, uh, complemented by um, having time to pray, um, to meditate. Um, and so bringing in sort of a combi uh, combining the Eastern and Western um, facets of spirituality, um, but based on, on Christianity and, and 
So uh, again, that that kind of makes me think of of my mon my favorite mantra of everything is going to work out, everything's going to be okay, because believing in God, um, knowing that I am His child, knowing that He loves loves me, um, it does give me a sense of peace when I can can remind myself of that and not get caught up in, you know, the latest breaking news and, you know, just uh, uh, all, all the, the whirlwind that we can frequently find ourselves in, but kind of coming back to that quiet place and, and just knowing that, um, God is in control. Even well, Sandra, I love, I love your sharing so authentically because that's part of what the show is about is sometimes we get uh, people in this mindfulness movement that get a little woo-wooed out. Oh my gosh, it's too Western. Oh my gosh, it's, it's too Eastern. Oh my gosh, if I don't read your good book, then I'm, I'm a bad person or whatever. And, and I really like the more shows, the more people we interview, the more we talk about this, it kind of is what you say again in the opening. What exactly is mindfulness in a world? It's awareness. It's clearly seeing reality instead of the common distortions of it. And by you sharing your authentic way of weaving your Christian beliefs and your good book and your work with the Western in the way that works for you, you're, you mentioned that you're doing yoga, you've got a lot of inspirational tools. I hope that your story and the stories we continue to tell on the show inspire others to try this practice because you talked about at the beginning how you were excited that it, it, it grows and it moves on one another. And, and you mentioned, you know, using this in a correctional facility. By chance, have you seen the movie, The Dama Brothers? No, I have not. But have you heard of this movie? No. So, no. so there's, there's a movie, um, I'll send you the link to it and we'll get it in the show notes called The Dama Brothers. And it's actually a study of them bringing this Eastern and Western philosophy together, this practice of mindfulness into a correctional facility. And all of the the community, the, the, the political challenges to get the money and get the resources, but eventually they, they were able to bring mindfulness practices, books, resources, meditation into a correctional facility. And then they follow these men through this, I believe it was a seven day mindfulness intensive training. And then they had their daily experiences as well. So it's a great way to think about Sometimes mindfulness gets, oh, you know, it's just for the top 1% and you have to have the right clothes or the right this or that. And, you know, I happen to have a, a family member who is incarcerated and um, he's using some of these practices in his own way. So mindfulness, there's no one right way, but there's lots of ways to experience it. And your book invites us to do that. Yeah. Well, thank you for pointing that out because this, this, is, this is not just for one economic group, racial group, religious group. It's really for anyone who is wanting to improve the quality of their lives. Um, and, uh, because, and that's what mindfulness helps us to do. It helps us to connect to the present moment um, where we find peace, where we find balance, because we unfortunately live in a society that tries to always have us worrying about the future or regretting the past. Um, and, and those are two periods of time that we have no control over. 
I mean, the past is gone. What I can't change what I said even five minutes ago, much less five years ago. Um, the future is not promised. I mean, you know, we can get ourselves really worked up about, you know, well, what am I going to do if this happens or that happens or whatever? And, you know, the, the future is not promised. But what we do now um, is, is where we can learn, take lessons from the past, make wise decisions so that we can, that does increase the chance of us having the kind of future that we want. I love the alignment. So often I say the right thing lands in the right seat at the right time. And I just scanned the book and grabbed a page and the quote that came up is intense love does not measure. It just gives by Mother Teresa. And I think that's what we are all called to do in this time where the technology sometimes can take us over. I heard a great word this morning, infobesity. <laughs> infobesity, right. we're suffering from information fatness, information overload, yes. and yet intense love does not measure, it just gives. And as, as, as we talk about it, it gives across generational lines, racial lines, economic backgrounds, and that's the mindful awareness of the power of human connection. And I love that the title of the book is The Mind, Body, Peace Journal, that when we are peaceful in and of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, we invite others to be more peaceful as well. Yes, yes, definitely. So tell the listeners, how can we get access to your book? Um, it's great for the holidays and certainly great for the kickoff of the year. Yes, yes, thank you. And um, I was gonna let, I'm going to let this truck <laughs> go by. We're having a mindful moment. Breathe in. Yes. <laughs> Breathe out. Um, <laughs> there. Okay. So the book is available wherever books are sold. Um, certainly Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, um, independent bookstores. So um, if uh, you go into a bookstore, it doesn't happen to be on the shelf. You can just ask um, that they order it. And, um, uh, and, and usually it should only take maybe a day or so. But um, Barnes and Noble, um, since this is uh, in print of Barnes and Noble there, um, especially uh, uh, stocking the books. So, um, so if you've got a, a Barnes and Noble nearby, that would be a great place to get the book. But certainly, again, Amazon is always available. Perfect. Well, Sandra, we're so grateful that you have shared this book with the world. And we just want to uh, close with this line from the back, which is, take an introspective journey as a way to see reality more clearly instead of the common distortions of it amid our fast-paced technological world. Who can't use those moments of peace? Thanks for joining us on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Holly. You're welcome. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.